0: Welcome to episode 28 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me again, my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What's up, buddy? Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Ooh. Nothing behind the scenes. Nothing to tell anybody. And joining us on the couch once again, the anime queen herself, Megan Peters, is back.
1: Hello. I feel like I should have a crown at this point.
0: I mean, we should get you a tiara or crown <laughs> or I something. It. I mean, I keep something being introduced. Like something pretty like, badass, some kind of anime headband or something.
1: Let's just, don't go full Naruto on me, please.
0: Yeah, and like, we don't mean you're just back. We mean
1: like, you're back back. Like, oh. you have been gone for a while. I traveled to the future and came back just to tell you about Detective Pikachu.
0: Yeah, so Megan Peters is here because, as she just said, she has been over in Japan getting to see some of the biggest movies that Japan has inspired for Hollywood this summer, and she's here to tell you about at least one of them. Detective Pikachu will have a review of that later on in the show. We're also going to talk about these new Marvel series that are headed to Hulu and what that might mean for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the biggest and most highly anticipated game series may have leaked some first details, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And Mr. Aguilar here is going to break down for us what is new and hot in comics this week. That's a lot to get to. And at the end... We're going to do a little bit of talking. We've been talking Avengers Endgame for several shows now, but I think we're going to just kind of wrap up that talk a little bit by discussing the future of Marvel in Phase 4, what we want to see, what we already know, and any kind of big twist we think might be coming from Phase Mm 4. So that's a lot to do. Like I said, let's jump into it and get to it and start right at the top with talking about Marvel and Hulu. So a lot of things are changing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially on the TV front. The Netflix shows were all canceled this past uh, fall. We learned that Disney plus streaming service is going to be bringing us a whole new slew of Marvel titles that are kind of related closer to the movies, but Hulu has been quietly kind of expanding out its Marvel content as well, and now we just got two big shows announced that we really didn't expect, but it sounds pretty exciting. And that is we're going to be getting a Ghost Rider TV series with uh, Gabriel Luna from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back as Robbie Reyes, the Ghost Rider. And we're also going to be getting a Hellstrom series featuring the uh, Hellstrom siblings. And this has sparked a lot of questions. First of all, these are two not totally (laughs) random characters, right? Mm -hmm. These characters have relationships in the comics and even lead to something bigger. Which is the concept of this thing called the Vengeance Verse, and it seems like we is, could be—that what it's there. called? I mean, that's what we just titled it. Is, <laughs> our, is that our title? We've just okay. coined it.
2: It's, I, it's, I like
0: that coin. If we anyone uses it, it hit yeah. yeah. Up. I mean, we we use it in an article, so now it's a thing. Now we're just <laughs> just say it's a thing, and so it becomes. A thing. I'm good with it. I like the thing. Yeah, I mean that is. Vengeance I mean, works. it's I mean based off of course Ghost Rider being the spirit of vengeance, mm-hmm. and all these kind of supernatural related characters that come with that um people like like hellstrom like blade like moon knight who are all like we said linked to the supernatural in some kind of way so this has been kind of an exciting prospect let's talk about this i for one am my first reaction is i'm really happy to hear that gabriel luna's getting a, a full ghostwriter series yes i think ever since agents of shield kind of introduced that character which was a weird venue for him to kind of appear yeah. I mean, it yeah. really changed the nature of that show. I mean, they have to shift it back to a 10 o'clock time slot <laughs> just to have Ghost Rider and all his supernatural stuff. It threw in a major kind of MacGuffin with a dark hold, that storyline, which is something I've wanted to see in live action for a long time and expand on that because it's just a book of hell that you could keep going back to and using for infinite number of plot lines. But um, yeah, he was an exciting character, good actor, and now we'll get this full series, and I'm really excited about that. And when I heard the Hellstrom thing, I was kind of (laughs) like, I mean, I mean, but it's one of those characters that I think hasn't really had his due yet Mm -hmm. or their due rather in this case, but could really kind of expand to become something, you know, beloved by fans. And it's clear that Marvel's kind of flirting with something that we've talked about them possibly doing for a long time, which is combining superheroes and horror into kind of uh, one thing and then putting it on TV, which is very forward thinking because TV needs more horror, in yeah. my opinion, mm-hmm. and so these could be really successful. But um, what like do you guys the, think of these series? And do you want to see other series like Blade has been a big conversation topic <laughs> that a Blade series should be included in this batch? I mean, do you guys want to see this happen? I mean, if I, gotta, with this? if I got to if I
3: got to get through Hellstrom to get the Blade,
0: no, okay. <laughs> I
2: would mean, say positive I'm to okay. having Hellstrom. Hellstrom could be an, like an edgier Lucifer kind of show. And I don't know if you've if like watched a bunch of Lucifer, but like Lucifer is basically turned into almost a rom com at this point. But mm-hmm. like it's, with but that. like the, the the Lucifer plays a lot of the same ideas that Damien Hellstrom as a character kind of plays with, as far as like bargaining with the devil and all that jazz. And the fact that the show's supposed to have Satana in it too, mm-hmm. um, it brings in a really unique and interesting twist. Mm-hmm. Um, it all feels too convenient that Marvel put out the Spirits of Vengeance book just a couple years ago that had Ghost Rider, uh, Blade, Satana, and Hellstrom. And so I would -hmm. say that may be a good place for us to start start looking. But I am, after we had the whole Netflix set of characters and all of that (laughs) stuff, to see Hulu have, like, they're willing to spend money. Runaways is a incredibly produced show, visual effects are, are pretty good, above average for television, tackle the, these darker shows and potentially build four shows leading to a Spirits of Vengeance you know, show or three series that lead to that, I am 1,000% all in.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a hard sell. Like we said, I mean, combining superheroes and horror is something that it's, it's odd. It's more odd that it's taken so long to really kind of push forward. So I, have, I
3: have a weird question. Yeah. I'm kind of going with that whole thing of like Hulu essentially doing (coughs) what the Netflix model was at the beginning before they couldn't, you know, before the parents got in fights and stuff. (laughs) Mm. Would this be a way for them to essentially do like X-Force later? Like for them to essentially make this their, you know, their dark R-rated, mature rated shows. push? Yeah. I think so. I think
2: that's kind of always been the plan with more and more companies that have, that are a partner in Hulu kind of selling off their, shares back to to
3: Disney for it. I would love Hulu to become like the Just those characters. Like Moon Knight on Hulu could absolutely work if this model. Now, granted, that's all if this works and if this
0: is good. Um, But, I mean, Hulu, there's no reason to doubt Hulu so far. Like like Jim said, Runaways has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, And they are kind of grooming this. And we have... I'm trying to think of where the list is, but there's a bunch. I mean, this isn't the only series coming to Hulu. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they they,
2: they renewed uh, Pen Fifteen. They renewed a, a ton of other shows mm-hmm. um, on that slate that are you know I think Hulu's in this for the long haul and not a type of.
3: For me, no one has been able to get that mix right. Like Lucifer tried it. Constantine had a mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. No one's really been able to crack this. If Hellstrom mm-hmm. is, is Constantine meets Lucifer, I'm I'm down. It's gonna because yeah, I gonna loved be Constantine despite its flaws and, mm-hmm. and issues. I really enjoyed that show. and Was bummed that it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, never could get into Lucifer. So I've just like I'm down for this if they can make it work.
1: Yeah, the thing I'm interested in, especially outside of the world of comics, there's about to be a huge hole for this kind of supernatural mythos with supernatural Mm -hmm. coming to an end soon. Um, A lot of those fans have gone to Lucifer and they tried Constantine and they felt it was a really (laughs) good fit. So if Hulu can provide a really accessible way um, to kind of, fit in the hole that supernatural will leave behind after like 90 years of being on yeah. air. Like, um, I yeah, feel I mean, like that's the only thing that's close great. to
0: being the most comic booky. Yeah. Like horror, horror. supernatural, like yeah. literally supernatural. Right. The question is, is like what, like, you know, late
2: twenties heartthrob are they going to get to play Damien Hellstrom?
0: Ooh. I mean, there's, I mean, let's not even go down that rabbit hole. Oh, man, we got a lot of people to cast. We need a new Wolverine, a new Batman. I mean, there's a lot of pressing things before we get to that. a whole show. I mean, you're basically asking, "Hey, which actor eating ramen right now wants a breakout role?"
1: Like, yes.
0: There's like a whole, I'm sure there's a whole casting room full of them ripping off shirts and painting pentagrams on their chest like right now. So,
1: I mean, that's exactly That's exactly, that's exactly yeah. how I assume Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki got into Supernatural, <laughs> yeah,
0: right? So, I mean, this all sounds like pretty exciting. I think everybody's kind of jazzed by, not just, if not these individual, I mean, I don't know anybody who isn't kind of excited for Ghost Rider. Mm -mm. Um, Hellstrom's kind of a question mark, but the possibilities that this creates expands. And one thing that people are really potentially excited for is the question, if this all works out, could Hulu eventually get back these Marvel Netflix characters?
2: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I'm apologize right now because I'm sick. So there's going to be some coughing in this episode, but... Because there is, like, a contract, and after, like, two years or so, then there's a possibility at least some of them could come back, <coughs> and you could get, like, Daredevil or the Punisher or somebody back, and that would be pretty cool.
3: <coughs> Especially oh, if man. you merge them all with this new – because by that but, point, you'll yeah. be – But here's, but
2: here's, here's the here's thing, the though, thing. Like to, to to that point. Like, if they bring those characters back, and it's those actors, and if we're saying that all the, the stuff that happened before – Happened? There's
3: a lot of ifs. There yeah. is yeah,
2: let's, like, let's... is this all taking place in the same universe? I mean, with Gabriel Luna being Ghost Rider, you've. I mean, Jeff Loeb will always say
3: hashtag It's all. It's but didn't all, they say? Him. I thought they said this one was not. It's not picking up. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's not picking up any storylines from Agents of Shield. But I mean, I would yeah.
3: imagine it's still that same character. It's he's I, still. I don't know. Riot, I would I like them think. if they're going to. <sighs> He was the only reason I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: <laughs> I'm wow.
3: sorry. I've never been a giant fan of the show. Like, it was fine in yeah. its first few well, seasons. Then then it was I mean, Robbie. Well, no, I just, yeah. but that, I got back into the show because of that. I was like, it looks fantastic. It looks a lot better than I expected mm-hmm. it to. And I was in. And then when they switch gears and go, oh, we're going back to our I was like, yeah. see ya, bye. Yeah, Robbie.
1: So, <laughs> Robbie Reyes definitely did something very important for that. And Gabriel Luna was a huge part. So I'm just still not sure whether or not I want, that take of Robbie to be what's on who I almost want them
0: to start fresh. Well, I mean, he the, the last we saw of him, he went back into hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he comes out a changed man no yeah. matter what happens. I mean, in hell, theoretically, doesn't, I mean, after what happened in Avengers Endgame, spoilers, hell isn't necessarily, like, connected to the flow of space-time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everything That's else. Fair. So he could come out in any kind of circumstances. He could come out five years later and be like, what do you mean? What is the snap? Like, what, what happened that's here? True. Like, no, that's what true. is going on? Yeah, like, interesting way to get around it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not Marvel. be burdened by all that.
1: It's Marvel. They can do what they want at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of possibility. But, yeah, it could be a very different Ghost than the one mm-hmm. we saw in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it kind of almost has to be oh, for if sure. he's going into a series. I mean, I think the comparison would be like like John Bernthal's Punisher, who we got good strokes of in Daredevil Season 2. But really got deeper into and, and became a much different character once he got into his own series. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm hoping for something like that again mm-hmm. to kind of be repeated. Um, and I'm also hoping we get some things to kind of erase some of those Ghost Rider villains from the uh, movie past and get reintroduced, Ooh. like Blackheart, mm-hmm. things like that.
1: But, um, do,
3: but here's the thing. Do you want Nicolas Cage to be somehow a part of this?
1: <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes. That is a yes. <laughs> that is the most firm yes I have. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see, yeah,
0: if Nick Cage made an appearance as Johnny Blaze, that would be amazing. No pun intended. That would set the fandom on fire. I would also like to see somebody play Dan Catch and Mm. like do that whole iteration and get into the history of Ghost Rider and all that stuff. Yeah, so that would be pretty cool. Um, I think that's about it, though. I mean. We're kind of cautiously optimistic about yeah. all this. Mm-hmm. We definitely want a Blade series. Oh, I no. mean, absolutely. Give me give. And maybe this is the gateway to get Moon Knight. And if yeah. It's and if, it's we, yeah like we've <laughs> Jim, <laughs> I mean, I know Jim is secretly crossing fingers under the desk over there. He He's wanted this Moon Knight thing to happen for a long time. And so. this is yes. the
3: best shot.
0: And, yeah, absolutely. Best, the best avenue is TV. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I, I would love for that to happen. Exactly. So
0: Mommy I just night. have
2: zero faith in Jeff Lowe, but that's another problem.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, Comic Book Nation does not endorse (laughs) (laughs) Comic Book Nation does not endorse the opinions and views of I'm glad we just pissed on Marvel TV all right. moving right along before Marvel TV hears too much of this, we got a leak, possible leak from one of the most highly, you know, most popular video game series Grand Theft Auto, you know, it's been a long week between, or a long wait between Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto 6 I've had two kids since then. Um, (laughs) I just remember sitting with my pregnant wife, who was like, I like this game. I just want to watch you play it, which was a rarity to hear from her. But um, Grand Theft Auto is always an event in gaming, and we've heard some of the first leaks about what Grand Theft Auto 6 will be, and it sounds massive, and it sounds kind of epic in all the wrong moral ways that you love from a Grand Theft Auto game. Um, basically we've heard this will be kind of like a Scarface story in a sense that like you go from lowly criminal to uh, massive crime lord and it's going to like feature probably the biggest world we've seen for the game yet it's going to feature iconic locations like two of them Liberty City and Vice City which are from you know the early Grand Theft Auto games leading up to about Grand Theft Auto 4 Grand Theft Auto Vice City whatever you want to call it and that there's going to be a lot of traveling and a whole world of traveling in smaller counties and countries and roads in between as you're basically starting out just running drugs and have to become a major kind of cartel drug lord which sounds pretty cool in my book Mm. (laughs) um the games can be i mean the games have been hit or miss for me Mm -hmm. loved vice city really didn't like san andreas kind of really like grand theft auto 5 but this sounds pretty cool this sounds like something you could get invested in and be invested in for a long time you know, it's also going to start a lot of horrible things as people try to murder, cheat, steal, and screw their way into becoming a legitimate crime kingpin. But uh, I missed know, it. That's in, what the
3: journey is in your description. So, is it current day? It's present day, right? Oh, or is it actually back in since like because Vice City was what eighties? Liberty City, or sorry, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was nineties. I didn't know if it's... I don't it's know if we know
0: all of that quite yet. Okay. I mean, these mm-hmm. are just like...
1: But I'm...
3: So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... What do you think, Megan?
1: <laughs> so, so the Grand Theft Auto franchise and I have a long, complicated history, which is too much to explain on this podcast right now. But um, I've only played a couple of games, but I, I like watching... It was some weird sick way, I guess, to see, like, how that this goes sense. down. Like, for me, I like playing Grand Theft Auto to, like, drive around and, like, oh. run over people. That sounds awful. I'm a <laughs> no, terrible I mean, person. that is,
0: uh, like I said, this is a game that, like, starts some really questionable moral, mm-hmm. moral enjoyment. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, that is not the worst thing that people love to systematically no. yeah. do in and, Grand Theft Auto games.
1: And the problem I've always had is, like, really connecting to a story, but everything you were just saying of, like, kind of starting down and, like, becoming this, like kind of, like, drug kingpin, I think is interesting. I think the thing that I will be most curious to watch in playthroughs, which is generally how I consume games because uh, I, I don't have money, uh, is watching, like, the narrative choices that you can make mm-hmm. to, like, become a drug lord. So, like, how many people do you have to kill? Or, like, oh, is there an option you can do this without that? Like, are they going to, like, surprise us a little bit? I'd be interested to see yeah. that, like, super hard mode, like, do this, but you can't kill anyone or run over anyone. Like, I think it's interesting fun, because but- it'll be...
0: The first one that we've gotten since, like, the Breaking Bad era. Yeah, true. And I think for a lot of people, if they can kind of make that connection, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. It'll be like, you want to be your own Walter White? Here you go. Like, Throw a pizza makes, yeah. on a roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just, like, what you do in this kind of deepening spiral. But Grand Theft Auto Five also had a great storyline mm. with multiple characters that you played. And you really got invested in being these characters and playing these people and playing it all out. So I hope they don't lose that in the process. But all right, yeah. you got to take all this with a grain of salt because, like we said, this is just leaks. It's nothing confirmed. Mm. So so far, sounds cast. so good. What? I want a better cast. You want a better cast? I want a better cast
3: of characters this time around. Okay, I, mean, I couldn't get I couldn't get invested in the last one.
1: Mm.
3: Like I made it over halfway through and was like, mm, I'm you didn't better. like Franklin? I I. Franklin was fine. Michael was fine. Trevor was entertaining for the first, like, couple hours, and then I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I want Rockstar to uh, utilize a little bit of nuance in some other characters, and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't.
0: And I would just like... No, I mean, yeah, I would say the Grand Theft Auto franchise isn't known for its nuance. No, it's not yeah. known for subtlety. You're looking for, for subtlety. But, be. I mean, in a story like <laughs> but, this, it should. I mean, it's arguable that it yes. should be. Yeah, Yeah, because they like to... You know, they put a
3: lot of emphasis on their mature storytelling mm-hmm. and these mature larger than life concepts. And
0: any kind of like drug kingpin story has to have the start and stops where you it's all good and glamorous at first. Yeah. Then things get real when it kind of blows back on your personal life and then like you go, you know, you get really them, dark really quick.
3: I also want to see them switch up their genders for mm. their cast because so far it's been all uh it's been all people, all men. I would like wanna, for them to see. I would like to see them tackle you want a female protagonists who can go at up least there and as be, part of the, the hook. At right? least as part of the group. Well, I just want. One. No, just I kidding. want to see what they can do, because uh, you know, they, and they've written r- really great female characters in other Game. franchises yeah. of theirs. So I would just like to see them do it here.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep you uh, up to date about what's going on with Grand Theft Auto Six as more official stuff comes out. Now we're going to move from games to comics. Matt, it is your time to shine. Tell us what is hot this week in comics and what we should be checking out. Uh, so I love how I uh, went on that whole
3: thing about nuance and then the first book I'm going to talk about is Deceased, <laughs> which <Ooh>. is,
0: <laughs> brings a lot of uh Sounds death startling, and, like, and a start, like a sterling recommendation <laughs> you're about to give. Here.
1: Also, what a solid segue. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I thought
3: so, right? Uh, I wish I would have planned that. Uh, so, but But it's actually quite good. So it's essentially Tom Taylor's take on a, I mean, we've seen, Storylines dealing with like zombies or the undead or viruses, things like that. It's it's a, a different take on that using the anti-life equation, and it's really interesting so far. Like essentially, Dark Side messes up, and uh, they create they en- they end up creating like an alternate version of the equation, and they screw it up, and because of that, they end up like infecting like the entire world, including Dark Side. Like <laughs> infecting himself and the way the story kind of goes it, it it zigs a lot where you kind of expect so for what the happens things to when you try up. to play new god <laughs> it's it's really yeah. interesting uh t- kind of surprised me i wasn't really ex i, I like tom taylor his stuff is really good in the past, but I didn't expect to be kind of swept away by this book. But so far, it's got me. So it's a very interesting book. Uh, There's a lot more that happens in it, so I won't kind of go into detail there. But uh, issue number one is out, so check it out there. Uh, Also, uh, my campaign to uh, always big up The Green Lantern, Uh, The Green Lantern number 7, Jim's favorite book, uh, (laughs) is fantastic. Again, this might be one of the best issues of the series. Uh, So Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp are just knocking it out of the park, doing some weird stuff. But it's really fun and interesting and quirky, and I love it. Uh, Also, Deathstroke number 43 is the end of the Terminus agenda, uh, which is kind of the storyline that's been running in Teen Titans and Deathstroke kind of simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a big thing that happens in this book kind of towards the end, one of those like typical comic things like, oh, my God, that person – Survived or that person died, but it's actually the little character moments between Robin and Deathstroke that is the most interesting nugget here, and I'm I'm really interested to see where they go forward from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this series has this crossover has really surprised me. I really wasn't expecting much from it, and they've done a lot of really cool character work here. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful to see that in both books. Also, for just complete fun and giggles, uh, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number I like how you did that three oh. number one. Is out. I can't believe we're on a third series of that. I mean, I loved all, I've loved it's all. It's so of them. good, and it's it has so no good. reason to be. <laughs> it has no reason to be.
2: It's
1: just one too many numbers.
3: Yes. Uh, I will say for long time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans, uh, there's a ton of cool redesigns on these characters. They essentially like mashed up the Batman universe and the Turtles universe, but like. They did character mashups this time around. It's like this all one weird universe. So Like you have a Clayface, Rocksteady. You have Bebop that's a mix-up of Killer Croc. Joker and the Shredder have been merged. The Turtles have all that's taken on funny. like r- different Robin forms like Leonardo's uh. Nightwing. Uh, Red Hood is Raphael, right? So uh-huh. really cool stuff here. That is pretty cool. That's pretty but cool. the last like three pages kind of delivers another like, oh, I didn't think they were going to do that. And Throw like it's it's crazy it's for turtles fans it's really cool so again the series has no reason to be good but it's awesome um so i would definitely check that out uh for we, the marvel can side of things can we just
2: real quick talk about it Oh, unless you're going to say another <laughs> series that has no reason to be good but actually turned out. i'm curious well. what, what is savage it? avengers
3: i was just going to get the that. next Perfect. one on the list uh by the way I always jumping the gun Viscard. So, <laughs> so i'm curious so did you like it I actually really i actually really enjoyed it way okay. more than i thought i was going to so for those who don't know savage avengers is a team that is made up of venom Wolverine, Punisher, Electra, Doctor Druid, and uh, Conan, <laughs> the and Barbarian. That, that Conan. Yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, not like. And I, I, at one point, I was like, "Oh, Kazar is in the book, but it's actually <laughs> Conan." <laughs> oh, wow. Conan the Barbarian. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's surprisingly good. And this team is, this team, you
0: don't know if it's going to be, this book I, the I, be really I'm not bad. with you two at all. I, I, as soon as I heard this project, I, I knew it would be good. You knew? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I thought have thought it was like phase. the closest oh, thing I would get to like the Avengers from Dark Reign.
1: It was mm. pretty
0: much what I kind yeah. of, when I kind of started thinking about. And that's what I got excited about it. I was like, okay, this looks, this looks pretty good. I also read and did like cover the uh, introduction of Conan. Okay. Like uh, when he first met Savage or Scarlet Witch. Um, and saves her, and so I was kind of psyched for that.
3: You know who this team uh, is missing? Who Moon Knight? This team is like made for Moon Knight. Also, you said Doctor Druid. I think you mean Brother Voodoo. Sorry, Brother Voodoo. Yes, yes. thank you. I'm okay. sorry. There's, there is a <laughs> there, there is just
2: a there's a moment in this like Mike Diodato is the artist on this book, and the dude is just born to draw Conan type. Stories, but there's a moment in this book that I can't tell if it was intentional or not, but it looks like Wolverine kicks Conan right in, in the stones. And I was just like, that's either a brilliant Wolverine moment or something got a little muddied up. Really? In the air. <laughs> but either
3: way, I thought it was great. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. That issue, that series starts today. Yeah, or that, sorry, start I mean, Wednesday.
0: I think this and that are Avengers BC or whatever it's called. The one that... Oh, yeah, the Jason Aaron... Yeah, yeah the agent yep. team. I mean, those are two of the most interesting... That
3: team names. is... I loved that team. Yeah, I mean, those were, are two of the did, most interesting
0: yeah. Avengers things I've I've seen, and I want to Really check those out when they Ghost Rider alone like, was just that design. It's just, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, that's fantastic. I want to see all of those when they become collected because, yeah, those seem pretty interesting. And yeah, I had faith in Savage Avengers since day one. That's
3: for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncanny X Men number 17 was also uh, just a really good issue of X Men. I've uh, been really enjoying Matthew Rosenberg's. Run so far, and uh, a lot of Cyclops versus Wolverine point of view stuff. But the biggest thing here is that Emma Frost is kind of coming back into the fold. I'm a huge Emma oh. Frost fan. Mm. She's been kind of away from the book for a minute, and so I'm, I'm really stoked that they're going to kind of bring her in full tilt. Uh, also, real quick, Meet the Scrolls. That book has been, as mm. it has surprised me from the opening issue, and continues to be fantastic. So it's just a really interesting, like. Weird slice of life mixed with, oh, my God, all these people on Earth kind of cosmic thing, and it's all under the guise of, like, they're being stealth about it and, and trying to, like, battle a covert government agency. It's got all that weird stuff in it, and then you have this family trying to get along and, like, this weird This Is Us
0: style <laughs> scroll story. Kind of like, it sounds like Coneheads. It's,
3: it, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what Here it you is. Go. Coneheads. Cool. Uh, so that is also date myself, you
0: know, <laughs> how old I am. So a lot of great comics this week. All right, All right. Thank you, Matt. Stay tuned because when we come back, we are going to drop one of the first reviews of Detective Pikachu that you are going to hear Booyah! from one of the Pokemon, biggest Pokemon experts probably out there. So be sure to listen for that. It's a good time for me to have a cold this episode, because you guys get to take these segments away, and I get to just kind of rest my old voice. Uh, so Megan Peters, please tell us. The world has been waiting. We have real bets on the line in this office about <laughs> what's about right, yeah. to happen with Detective Pikachu. So please, tell us what we are in store for.
1: If I'm being honest, Detective Pikachu is about to put in store the next like cinematic universe. That's what I'm going to say, point blank. Uh, To go beyond that, this is the most wish-fulfillment movie any geek could want to see and will see. Um, Basically, without any spoilers, because neither of you have seen it, and I almost spoiled something for Matt earlier, and he got real testy. I was just just testy. Yes, uh, we're just going (laughs) to avoid any of that. Um, He's quite peppery at times. Yes, a little bit. But what's also peppery is Pikachu. In this film... um, you you walk in if you're a fan of Pokemon, this is for sure a movie you absolutely have to see. It is a straight up five out of five for Pokemon fans. This is without a doubt. Though I do love like the Super Mario Bros. movie and stuff like that. This is like the best live action adaptation of an anime or a game that has happened. Um, it really well. proves Hollywood can do it if it brings in. <laughs> I mean, they did it. They did it. Like it it, it happened. That but what happened to make this a reality was they brought in a cast and a crew that had a really deep love for Pokemon. I was able to speak with two of the screenwriters, um, Benji Samet and Dan Hernandez. They are huge fans of this series. You know, they got into Pokemon when they were teenagers and were playing the the video games and saw the anime, and they were just huge nerds and were really lobbying to do this series justice um, as well as, you know, The star Justice Smith, who plays Tim Goodman, when I was able to interview him in Japan, we were just talking about the Elite Four, like, so much. And he was, like, naming them and their Pokemon parties. Like, he's such a big fan. These are all things that factored into Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, being honestly, the building blocks of the cinematic universe, much like Iron Man was for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's going to be my question.
0: It sounds like a good time to ask it, is how is the world building? I mean, for both Pokemon fans, you've kind of laid it out, but for people like myself who Mm -hmm. never really fully... I mean, I watched the anime when it used to air on TV back Mm -hmm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s, -hmm. but I never was so deep into it. Mm -hmm. So how would it be for somebody like me?
1: So like coming into this, the very beginning of the film is very insular and it focuses on the characters, but as soon as, like, that beginning of the second arc begins, you are just flooded with information, not only about the history of Pokemon and how they, like, factor into, like, the ancient times, like how Pikachu lived in Egypt, (laughs) but, like, you get to learn more about the region that is Rhyme City, that's an entirely new region. It's not part of Kanto. It's not part of Johto or Alola or anything like that. It's by itself separated. So it gets to be an insular film with an original story. But it makes sure that you know that there are all 800-plus Pokemon in this entire universe. All the other regions are there. Trainers are out happening with the Elite Four. It's very much setting up the kind of universe that iron man did when you know nick fury walks in at the end he's like you know there's a bigger story than just you as iron man happening um you kind of got the idea of the avengers it very much does this in the film that you know there's more than just tim goodman there's more than just pikachu there's more characters and more trainers that are out there um on this journey that are ready to be explored and so it does it beautifully, and also the Pokemon look so good, which is really a great thing for me to talk about after we got the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, <laughs> oh we're just gonna we're just gonna skip over that one real quick. Um, they're so cute and lifelike. Um, I just remember there's a shot that we've seen of the trailer, and this is what I keep telling people, where we get to see an expansive Rhyme City. There's Pokemon walking around. There's humans. The whole point of the city is that they live in, like, harmony with one another. The scene is a little different in theaters. There's a lot more happening in the actual, you know, final edit of that cut. Um, And I just kind of started tearing up because I remember just being like – a six-year-old kid with, like, a Pikachu plushie in my, like, class. And, like, the other kids liked Pokemon, but, like, I was in to Pokemon. And just all of a sudden I was like, yeah, this is what a world with Pokemon would be. Like, it could totally happen. It's my dreams. I know. Like, it's my destiny, Pokemon. (laughs) So (laughs) I just can't stress – thank you very much. (laughs) I I can't stress how taken away I was with this film because much like other people – who have such an attachment to the Pokemon franchise, you expect it or you hope it's good, but Hollywood doesn't necessarily have the best reputation adapting anime or video games, um, let alone both of them together in one. (laughs) Um, And I came in really cautious, but the trailers, you know, they started to prove us like, all this looks good. And within the first five to 10 minutes of the movie, I was in love with what this universe present it to me in this one story and then what it has left to offer.
0: Do you – a couple questions just to wrap this up. Go for it. Does Ryan Reynolds really – some people were kind of concerned, is his Pikachu a good distinction from Deadpool?
1: Yes. So there's there's a couple moments where he gets a little lippy, like a little – I can kind of hear Deadpool coming out, but there's more of a kind of emotional, like, tangent that runs through. I would say he's more – Vulnerable in this film than uh, you know the performance that we see is Wade Wilson and. And the other thing is, how's the action? So the action, I wish there was more. That's probably my like biggest complaint is I wanted more action. There's uh, three main action sequences during the film. Uh, One that people have seen in the trailers featuring Charizard. I think it's so interesting in these action films. It very much feels like a Pokemon battle. There are trainers calling out technique names. <laughs> oh, cool. It's, it's very much you feel engaged. Like, you're sitting there thinking, oh, he needs to use Volt Tackle. Like, he definitely needs to use Volt Tackle. And then, like, two minutes later, when the, one of the trainers will be like, you know, use Volt Tackle. So not only do you feel reaffirmed as a fan of the franchise, but it very much is paying true kind of attention to what the franchise is, but also just looks really cool. Charizard, hashtag terrifying, but Gyarados, like, wrecks everyone.
0: And do you think, based on the amount, the sheer amount of trash that has been talked in this office, do you see this becoming a billion dollar? Oh, yeah, okay.
1: So, as soon, I'm I'm not sure what it's tracking for right now, I think internationally... Is going to pull in so much money. I think once the reception comes in, people are going to be very excited. The only thing I'm concerned about is the money blowback from Avengers Endgame because I know like people have seen that movie like three times already. And what's a movie theater ticket? It's kind of kind of expensive. I For know 13 I've 13 bucks, right? Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> depending on how much money you yeah. spent on Avengers Endgame, could affect what Pokemon is. But I definitely think Detective Pikachu is building up to become that billion dollar franchise um it very much i hate the way that i keep explaining it to people especially in the geek sphere it feels very much like iron man does has a couple of inconsistencies but it has that heart and it lays the foundation for what's to come
0: all right so that'll do it for our review of detective pikachu you can read megan's full review on comicbook.com and we'll be breaking the film down for weeks to come you know on the site so we'll have All of your Easter eggs, Pokemon appearances, all the things you need to know. So be sure to check that out. All right, last but not least today, we are going to kind of uh, push our Avengers Endgame conversation a little bit further into Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4. We talked a little bit about how Endgame sets up things for Phase 4, but let's talk about what we know so far. So so Phase 4 is going to be kind of an interesting Chapter of this franchise in that (coughs) there are so many questions, right? Endgame actually, (laughs) in some ways, inspires more questions than it answers. Mm. It kind of leaves us with this time jump, multiple timelines. We are now living in a full, legitimate Marvel cinematic multiverse. Directors Joe and Anthony Russo have since confirmed this. That like when Captain America goes and lives in the forties, and Loki takes the Tesseract, that these are new timelines. So. Yeah, we are living in the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, and I'm wondering if that will even be rebranded as we go forward mm. um, into Phase 4. I mean, there's questions about how long, how long will it be before we get to moving forward the present action. I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home will move things ahead. But other than that film, I mean, we don't necessarily have to move forward in the present yet. No. All of these other films could take place in the past. Um, and what we have confirmed so far, we know, is we're getting Eternals, Black Widow, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Captain Marvel 2, and, or is Captain Marvel 2 even confirmed yet? It's not yet? confirmed yet. But it's, I mean, it's all but. We, yeah, I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's coming. Yeah, a <laughs> billion dollars pretty much confirms that. Um, and Shang-Chi, right? Did I leave anything out? I think those are not the there. only movies we have, right? That's it. So, yeah, like, all of those could take place, most of them at least. Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 we know have to move things forward. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Eternals... Not necessarily. Black Widow, definitely not. Mm -hmm. And Shang-Chi, not necessarily either. So there's a lot of time we could be playing with just catching up to the present, Mm -hmm. number one. And since this is the multiverse, I think the most interesting thing that's happening is we're getting to learn more about what is happening with these Disney Plus Marvel shows, Mm -hmm. which just sounded cool before we went into Endgame. But then after seeing Endgame, you go back and you start to compare to what these new Disney Plus shows are going to be. And they're, we're talking about, you know, What If, which, which is flying under the radar right now, but I think should we're going to put some spotlight on that for a reason. The WandaVision series, the Falcon and, and Winter Soldier series, and the Loki series. <laughs> like, not all of these are all potentially big tie-ins to what happens in Endgame all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it was just a novelty before we saw the film. We're like, okay, those are cool. You know, those are all popular characters or titles. But here's what we now know. Okay, so I was doing a breakdown of uh, Avengers Endgame's ending the other day and writing about how Joe and Anthony Russo kind of say Captain America is now living in his own timeline. Mm. And there was a big question now becomes, like, how does he get a new shield? And how does he come back to the main timeline at the end of Endgame to appear as that old man and give it to Falcon? So then I started digging, and it's like, yeah, Marvel's What If series coming to Disney+. Plus. The very first episode is, of course, a What If about a timeline where Sharon Carter or uh, Peggy Carter becomes Captain America instead of Steve Rogers, who becomes Iron Man based on Howard Stark because he knows Howard Stark and Howard Stark's knowledge of technology. And all of a sudden, like, the light bulb went on, and I was like... Okay, that sounds like a little bit more relevant now than just a anyway. throw-off "what if" episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like this actually could potentially have ties. The Loki series could be exploring what happens to Loki now that he kind of escapes, in two thousand in two thousand twelve, and has to figure out like what the hell's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier series is absolutely now more important mm. because it's all about like the transition to who becomes Captain yeah. America and how that all functions, right? So this is all kind of, one WandaVision, of course, <coughs> is important because Vision is still dead AF after Endgame, and we have no idea how he's coming back to kind of be in this series. Yeah. And they've said weird stuff like it's set in the 1950s vibe. I have no idea what that means. And yeah, that show, I'm clueless on that. I, like, have I so thought I questions. had questions. Yeah, like I thought I had a beat on it going
3: in, and then mm-hmm. once Endgame hit, I was like, I Unless don't know. Unless it's from what like the
0: about. years they spent in Infinity War, and it's like in Bruges, and they're just like hanging out in some weird European town <laughs> that's like lost in time um yeah so these are all gonna be really interesting things and now this Disney Plus lineup has become much more important for Mm -hmm. like the next phase of these Marvel shows Do you think these
2: Disney Plus shows are going to be the vehicles to move the story forward as opposed to relying on
0: yeah I think a lot of them are starting to sound like Endgame cleanup
2: because Mm -hmm. well because you still have I mean out of the batch of movies that are coming out you still have a bunch that presumably are taking place after Endgame like um yeah, Guardians, Black Panther. Guardians 3, Black Panther. Black Panther 2, uh, Doctor um, Strange 2, and, and Guardians Strange 3. Strange 2, yeah. So like,
0: but they all can be so insular in the sense that they don't have to touch anything else. Yeah, especially like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. I mean, Guardians is the only one that could have like major ties to Endgame in the sense of if Thor's in it, mm-hmm. if they're looking for Gamora and that whole storyline, right. like that one. But Black Panther 2 could just be what happens in Wakanda as a result of Endgame and Infinity War and all the shakeups politically. That happened there Mm -hmm. that could really mess with Black Panther's position as king, Mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange too. We've already heard tell it's just about nightmare, (laughs) which (laughs) is just like I mean all the mystic stuff is its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of closed in. And Captain Marvel. uh, I wonder if like like Doctor Strange
2: Two becomes like sort of PTSD from the events of Endgame that nightmare potentially plays a role in and like taking those memories and making Doctor Strange's life. I was excited about
3: Doctor Strange 2 before because I really liked the first Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, like, these two movies, Infinity War and Endgame, have really pushed my enthusiasm for that movie Mm because I just. Doctor Strange looked like a boss in both of those movies. They pushed Mm -hmm. in, they made him look strong. Like, I had Anissa, who's never seen the first one, go, I want to watch his movie now. Because, like, after Mm -hmm. seeing what he could do and seeing all the importance he has, like, that sequel. And I'm him and just like so the whole,
0: the sequence with the uh, Masters of the Mystic Art scroll running out yeah. and, uh, yeah, providing the so shields cool. and like all that stuff. Like, that was really oh cool. Oh, my Lord. Again, so, it was
1: very anime. So just what, what, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you guys think about this lineup so far? And what do you think, do you think there are more surprises? I mean, obviously Marvel's going to eventually let us in on more. But do you think there are any surprises, especially in the film side?
2: Eternals is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it's the it's the it's the biggest unknown with the most potential to introduce
3: very big universe-changing concepts and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, are you, you f- talking surprises from the ones we know about, or just oh. in general?
0: I mean, these are just like your wish list hopes. Okay. or so things, like, like anything, it doesn't have to be one of the no, 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 no. I
3: mean, but I, like, I'm okay. a huge Eternals fan anyway,
2: so like, that, okay. like this is one I think will. I can see it tying into in some aspect of Guardians. Which mm-hmm. to kind of helped move move that a bit forward, but like I said, it has the potential to introduce very big ideas that I think we only just sort of got a little bit of
3: um, just far as the Jack Kirby of it all in Thor Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. I I I'm do interested. agree. I'm not really looking forward to Eternals yet. Like it doesn't that that. I guess it should back ever, this up.
0: Is, is okay, there something we'll, in Phase Four that you are currently even really excited for? Because that's also a big question. Well, I momentum. mean momentum. Doctor Strange 2.
1: Doctor Strange. Was
0: my, like, okay. that one's huge. Uh,
1: the direct sequels. Yeah. I mean, we're already attached to those characters. Eternals.
3: Captain Marvel too.
1: It's but kind you, of a Are you as
2: excited for those as you were for the first movies or even like Avengers, Infinity War, or Endgame? Or are you just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll see that one that comes out?
1: It's it's kind of like that. As soon as they announce that they're going to do a Young Avengers movie, then I'll be like, yes, please. Especially now that we have that Hawkeye, I want uh, Nova Plus series coming. Out. Yeah,
0: Nova. I hey, want yeah, Nova. This is stuff like I was if- going to get into. So like, Nova. Yeah, I'm really excited. I want for the it. Raptors introduced I want when I get Dark Young Hawk. Avengers because there's. I mean, Endgame seeds <laughs> has dropped the seeds for Young Avengers, mm-hmm. and I just wrote a very long piece before we came in here about <clears throat> what villain could be. The next overarching villain for phase four. And, you know, I did one about Kang the Conqueror, who Mm -hmm. is very much geared towards what happened in Endgame. Absolutely. like Once Mm -hmm. you start messing with a timeline, Kang, Immortus, Ramatut, you know, uh, Iron Lad, all that stuff, ties to so many things Mm -hmm. that it, it seems almost perfect because Kang is a great way to get, like, the Fantastic Four into this universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a great way to bring yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of That's, people yeah. <coughs> because Kang is a long-term villain yeah, with so many facets to him, like literally like four personas and all these things. And he's been linked mysteries. to
3: everybody at yeah. some point, yeah. Right.
0: And so like, yeah, and just kind of like bringing in things like multiple timelines where eventually there's a big event that has to merge all these things or fix all this timeline stuff with Amortis pulling strings as this kind of other big bad and just the mystery of People who don't know having to see Kang, who is this angry warlord, and there's this other dude who's, like, a very kind of pulling the strings, and then, oh, holy crap, what a twist. They're the same person. Like, (laughs) nobody has any idea. If you've ever read Avengers Forever, that miniseries, like, you know how twisty, turny, timey-wimey this can all get. I was going to say, and
3: that's also the danger. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah. Because
3: Kang is so, uh, for as many good Kang stories as I've read, I've read... Double that of just oh my god! This makes no <laughs> so yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it has the
2: potential to like show up at the end of something and drive that same amount of speculation and buzz that Thanos did. I think people are more prepared this time around. Yeah. Than than when Thanos showed up, but
0: I think Kang car- can carry that same
2: like yeah. Holy ass moment. And once
0: you start throwing in things like Iron Lad and the mystery of Iron Lad and how he forms a young Avenger and all that stuff, like, mm-hmm. it seems like he'd be a great overarching villain. So, I mean, I was all Secret Invasion before Endgame, but now I'm kind of Team Kang after this whole thing. I, <laughs> really... I still want that to happen.
3: Oh, Secret Invasion? Me too. Yeah. Like, I still hope that whole far from, or not far Here's, from, that whole Spider Man yeah. theory that, like, that's him, like, that's Ben Mendelsohn in the background. Like, I hope all that's true because I want.
2: Secret but what I don't invasion. I don't want Secret Invasion to be something that like Civil War inevitably end up becoming like mm-hmm. Cap- Captain America 3
1: was yeah.
3: just Civil War. Like yeah, I don't it, want Secret yeah. Invasion to be like Captain Mar- Marvel 2.
2: 2. Yeah, it yeah,
1: I don't want, to want be to be like Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel 2. 2. 3, please don't do I that. I
3: also there. want um and it's so weird because in the first this is one of those things where I think when they made the change in Captain Marvel to the scrolls, I think that is the possibly the coolest thing that happened to Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion as a storyline was very Mm one-note. It was awesome. I loved it, but it was very like, oh, hey, the scrolls have infiltrated. They're bad,
0: and we're
3: going to root them all
0: out. Well, a lot of it was just them springing the trap and then, like, Many many, 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 many issues of just mm-hmm. watching the multiple fronts of the track exactly. play out. And in
3: this, because they have been portrayed in a slightly, in a much different way in Captain Marvel, I'm very interested to see what they can do with that. Because to me, that that could be even better than the books. Like a lot of oh. these events.
0: I mean, it doesn't have to be one. It, Let's take it up a notch like Kevin Feige. It's time to make that string board even more complicated. Yeah. Like we said, yeah. um, like Brandon was saying on like one of our previous episodes. yeah. I mean, do a Kang storyline, and in the background, in these little subtle moments, Mm -hmm. scroll stuff. Plant the seeds, man. Yeah, Yeah,
1: for sure. Scrolls will only make everything better.
0: I didn't and
1: mean to and- <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: just, you got me on that one. Like, <laughs> scrolls will make everything better. And Darkhawk. All right, uh, Darkhawk. Dark any? I was going to say any other fa- uh, phase four wishes. Matt has a Darkhawk wish. I uh, dude,
3: They are so cool when they're used right. The Raptors and that whole thing are so awesome when they're used right. Talking not movie. used right very
2: often.
0: Uh, but- there is
3: honestly a better chance
2: of Moon Knight getting a movie before the Raptors show up.
3: No, a movie. Or it's just a series. Because Hulu, yes, if it's a TV series, I completely agree with you. No, I think Moon Knight will get a movie.
0: No. No, no. no. I no, put I think them Mark,
3: on even. No, ground.
2: I
0: think Mark Specter is kind of a compli- too complicated.
2: He he should, be a, he should get a TV
3: series. I think he's a shoe in to get a TV series and he'd be amazing. But and I'm bet, saying as a
2: movie, I think they're on even. But equal Kevin point. Feige wants his Batman
3: and he may, Moon they may take that. Also, I want a cardiac. But that can't.
0: All right, so Dark We're Hawk and Moon Knight. Never, Those are our never, final never. wishes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Kang, More Scrolls, Dark, Ark, Mo- Dark Hawk, Moon Knight. No. But, yeah, Nova, so, but, yeah. but like we the Fantastic talk, Four. Nova is yeah. a must. Nova. But, is a but,
2: but the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like that, I mean, like I know we kind of mentioned it, but like. <laughs> That is something that I am e- oh, excited yes. to. Spoilers: I, yeah, Kang also... is
0: actually the descendant of Reed Richards, Mister yeah. Fantastic. So that is a whole thing you would need to get to. But uh-huh. that's a great thing with Kang. You don't have to immediately do that. Like right. it would mm-hmm. take a long time, and that would be even a final reveal. Mm-hmm. Also, you Disney know
2: the Plus King series
3: has yes. taken on. He's taken on Squirrel Girl, and I would love to see Squirrel Girl Squirrel. introduced into the thing. Yep. You had to <laughs> yeah. choose one: Dark Hawk. Miss Marvel or Squirrel Girl. Miss Marvel's oh, coming. Oh no, sure. Miss Marvel's happening. She's happening. Don't. Like that's almost like that's more confirmed than Nova. Like Nova is like, oh yeah, he's going to happen. But you think Ms. so? Marvel, you don't. You don't, you like don't
2: think they'll they'll either give her a Disney Plus series or make her like a TV? No, she's coming. Thing. Kamala is coming. Kamala. Kamala. Captain
1: will be here.
2: Marvel too. I I'm not like. saying I'm not saying TV
3: is is a bad
1: thing. No, right? no, but
2: like but I. I would say the they will be bringing, yeah.
3: And Feige's right. already kind of said, like, yeah. we have plans for her after Captain Marvel in on the movie Televerse, verse. yeah. No, in the movie
1: verse, he's <laughs> not going to worry about putting her on. So, the okay, small so, wait, so, it
3: was Dark Hawk. We're not counting Miss Marvel because she's already coming because plus, I don't want to pick from those three. So,
1: <laughs> Cardi-
3: so who was it? Dark Hawk, Squirrel Girl, um, oh, I forget, so, okay, yeah, okay, so, so it's so just between or those Cardiac. two.
1: Or Cardiac.
3: Cardiac's never going to happen, I know, because he's an F-list hero that yeah, I just I don't even adore. know what you're talking about. He you? may show up in a Spider-Man movie. You don't he know that. Could. So I was uh, going to say
1: this. If you don't pick the right answer and you know what the right answer is to this question, I am saying you. I season, will say Squirrel Girl. There you go, Matt. Give me a high five. All
0: right. <laughs> so that's where we'll end it. Squirrel Girl. <laughs> okay that'll do it for us on comic book nation if you have just been tuning in recently with all this avengers talk and stuff you can find new episodes on comicbook.com every wednesday and every friday and you can sign up to our rss feed there you can also subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher iheart radio and google podcasts and today we can actually Give Matt a joyous announcement to make. We're on Amazon. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Sort of. I knew you were going to blow Why do you got to kill it? Why do you got to kill it? Okay. So if you <laughs> own any Amazon Alexa devices, it is as simple as saying, Alexa, play Comic Book Nation, and you can listen to us that way. That was smooth. It works. I amazing. tried it on my TV. It was I'm stomping for Amazon over here. Uh, I got to get smooth. side money, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, CBS, please do not. We'll <laughs> <laughs> if you want to continue any of the conversation we had, you can reach us on social media at the hashtag Comic Book Nation, and you can reach me at Kofi Outlaw. You can reach me at Matt Aguilar CB,
1: and you can reach me at Megan Peters CB.
0: That'll do it for us for this episode. I apologize again for uh, being sick. I try to be kind of invulnerable and invincible, but uh, you know, I got kids. Eventually, I get sick. <laughs> so, apologize for all the coughing. We should have it cleared up. I should have my new throat by next episode. And we'll see you then. Comic Book Nation, we're out. <laughs>